Hey guys, welcome to episode two of Intuitive Bites podcast. This is Kirsten Ackerman. I am a registered dietitian specializing in intuitive eating and health at every size. I'm the host of this podcast and I'm also the creator of the Intuitive RD. So for those of you who don't know, my vision for this podcast is for it to be short and sweet, straight to the point, um, and really just getting the message of intuitive eating out there uh, to more listeners. So with that said, uh, this episode is going to be based on basically right at the bottom of the, of the foundation, uh, what is intuitive eating? In episode one, we talked about some common myths about intuitive eating um, and really debunked those. Um, but now I want to I want to give you a more straight to the point um, discussion on what intuitive eating is. So before I dive into that, I want to let you all know that I just released my introduction to intuitive eating course. So it is a very um, basic course for somebody who's new to the concepts, um, somebody who's you know heard of intuitive eating, very interested in it, uh, but hasn't really really gone into the the details yet. Um, it is live currently, so you can uh, reach the link through my Instagram page, which is at the intuitive RD. And it is self-paced. You, you go at it whenever you would like to. Um, it includes quizzes, uh, over an hour, about an hour and a half of recorded content. And you do get access to the PowerPoint slides um, and a couple of other documents as well. Um, so feel free to go over there and check it out. If you have questions about it, you can reach out and ask me. I'm happy to answer any of those. Um, but for this episode today, we're, we're going to discuss the basics of uh, the 10 principles of intuitive eating. Okay, so starting at the beginning. So what is intuitive eating? Intuitive eating was created by two dietitians, Evelyn Triboli and Elise Rush. Um, they were inspired by uh, a lot of studies done on children, basically looking at children's relationship to food and um, how kids are able to meet their nutritional needs um, really just on their own um, by choosing you know, how much to eat and what to eat and when to eat. They're really self-regulated, right? Um, however, when we get a little bit older, the messages of our culture really interfere and, and get in the way of that intuitive relationship to food. Uh, so intuitive eating, the book, is really meant to guide you onto a path of getting back in touch with those natural intuitive eating cues. Um, you know, the, the idea is that we were all born intuitive eater, eaters. It's our natural state. So this is not a program that's meant to transform you, but to return you back to um, your own body uh, in, a, in a culture that has really detached us from that. Um, so intuitive eating is a, an eating framework. It is not a eating plan, you know, a meal. It won't give you meal plans. It's not a diet. It won't tell you that you will lose weight. That is entirely outside of the scope of what intuitive eating is meant to be. Intuitive eating is meant to 
heal your relationship to food so that you have more time to devote your life to your true purpose um, rather than really being consumed by food and, and, you know, the right way to eat and, you know, all of that. Um, So let's get into the principles, right? So the first principle of intuitive eating is rejecting the diet mentality. Um, Now, I will tell you that the principles of intuitive eating are not meant to be sequential. It's not meant to be like step one, step two, step three, and you know, you can't go on to the next one until you've mastered the first one. Um, this is totally not like that because it's, it's a journey, it's an experience, it's a discovery process, um, and there are ups and downs and all around. So um, don't expect to master any of these pieces off the bat by any means. Um, But with that said, I do feel strongly that this first principle, uh, rejecting the diet mentality, is one that should come first, okay? So essentially, rejecting the diet mentality means starting to question the diet programs um, and articles and, you know, the peers around us who are talking about the right way to eat, um, and really focusing on weight-related messages, right? So promising, if you do this, you will lose weight. Um, And, you know, the the popular ones out there right now um, are definitely the things like the detoxes and cleanses, um, you know, the keto diet, the Whole30, all of those types of things. Um, So starting to question those dieting-type programs Um, But also starting to question the diet mentality on a simple level, right? So even if you're not somebody who is involved in all of these different programs, do you have food rules that really dictate um, what you allow yourself to eat, right? Like, are you not allowed to eat after 8 p.m. because it's it's this rule that you you believe, you know, it's, it's only healthy to eat before that time because... Something will happen if you if you cross that barrier. Um, do you believe that um, do you have you know kind of some of these like orthorexic thoughts about um, what types of food are okay to eat um, and will keep your body the healthiest? Um, and you know do you go about that in, in an obsessive way? Um, the diet mentality is very all or none, and it's very based on external cues of validation. So, you know, the scale, like the body weight scale, food scales, um, portion size stuff, step trackers, all of that. Um, And I don't mean to demonize any of these things necessarily because, um, you know, they're they're not inherently bad. Um, However, when we get really, really focused on them and when we rely on them, too heavily, it does become problematic. So I do believe that in this intuitive eating process, releasing our our hold on some of these tools is very important, okay? So this is principle one. Principle two is honoring your hunger. So this principle, I actually believe, is a really good place to start for a lot of people who are new to intuitive eating because... Many of us are familiar with the feeling of what 
hunger feels like, right? Um, maybe you get really irritable. Maybe you get hangry. Um, maybe, you know, you just get that like gnawing sensation in your stomach or you get a headache. Um, but you probably have experienced before, um, you know, intense hunger. It's also pretty likely that over the years of dieting or just being in that diet mindset, there were times when you questioned your hunger and um, thought, you know, maybe I shouldn't eat right now, even though I'm feeling this physical hunger. You know, maybe it's too late to eat, or I already met my calorie goal for the day, or, you know, I'm craving something that I shouldn't have, so I'm just going to not eat anything. You know, all of these different things that have kept us away from um, honoring our body's requirements or needs, right? So with this principle, with honoring your hunger, it's all about tuning in, listening to what hunger feels like at different levels, right? So when you're mildly hungry or moderately hungry or like really, really like primal hunger, like ravenously hungry, like what are the differences in those, in those um, different levels of hunger? And how can you commit to honoring your hunger on a more regular basis? Um, there are different tools and things that you can do for this. Um, but I think the most powerful first step is just bringing awareness to it and deciding that you are, are going to do your best to honor it. All right, principle three is making peace with food. So making peace with food is all about giving yourself unconditional permission to eat. This means that you will, if you get a craving for a certain food, you will allow yourself to have that food. Um, no questions asked, right? Um, it's making food, you know, there's no moral value to food. It's releasing and um, removing that moral value, moral value of food. So, you know, if you're eating a salad or if you're eating a piece of cake, both of those experiences should be equivalent in your mind in terms of how good you are for, for having that food item. This can be a difficult principle to, to get to. And it also can be one that is a little bit controversial because many people have so much distrust in their body that they believe that if they give themselves unconditional permission to eat, they're just going to go ham, right? They're going to go raid the entire pantry. There's not going to be any cookies left in the Oreo container, you know, whatever it might be. Um, so it is, it's a difficult one. But I will tell you that there is power in permission and there are amazing things that will happen um, between your body and your mind when you, when you go through this process. So give it a chance. I know that it's a difficult one for sure. <laughs> okay, principle four is challenging the food police. All right, so this is, um, you know, the food police is the, the friend that always says, oh, you're eating that? Or, um, you know, the magazine article, it says, never eat this. Um, the family member that's like, oh, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be touching that food. Or, um, oh, I only shop at this store, or whatever, right? So it's, I think it's a pretty relatable term, food police. Uh, but basically, it's the unfounded rules of diet culture 
Um, it's the, the black and white, this food is good, this food is bad, this food is healthy, this food is unhealthy, right? It's kind of like this like overgeneralization of what a, how good a food is. Um, so challenging the food police is all about um, noticing those thoughts that you internalize, um, those kind of diet type thoughts about food and starting to challenge them and replace them with more positive thoughts, okay? So rather than, you know, having judgment and criticism of your food cravings or your food choices, starting to transition to more observation, curiosity, and really compassion towards yourself. Okay, so principle five is all about feeling your fullness, So this kind of goes hand in hand with honoring your hunger. Uh, But this one is a little more subtle for many people. Um, Of course, we all are familiar with the feeling of overly full. But the feeling of like kind of moderately, like comfortably full is a little more nuanced. Um, And it's something that, you know, can be more obvious depending on what you're eating or when you're eating or how long it's been since you last ate uh, and all of those things. But again, it's all about bringing awareness to this sensation in your body and starting to realize what it feels like to just be comfortably full. I think that a trap that some people can fall into with this is, you know, of course, you're being hyper aware of what your stomach is telling you about its fullness when you first start trying to do this. So sometimes the trap is that you you stop eating a little bit too soon because you're like, well, I'm not hungry anymore, so maybe I'm maybe I'm full. <laughs> um, but there is a difference between not hungry and comfortably full. So it's my point with this is that it's a journey, it's a learning process. You won't master it right away, but every time that you're attempting it and and bringing awareness to it. Um, is a win for sure. Okay. So uh, one tool that I recommend is definitely like getting in the habit of stopping in the middle of your meal and checking in, right? Saving space to check in with where your your level is at. Because if you're just kind of spooning things into your mouth, it's going to be hard (laughs) to notice um, where you're at with your fullness level. All right, so principle six is discovering the satisfaction factor. This is the fun principle, in my opinion. Um, So giving yourself permission to seek pleasure in your eating experiences. Um, Diet culture is all about, you know, reducing food to fuel and, um, you know, trying to make us out to be like robots around food, right? Like you shouldn't enjoy it. You should just put it in and, you know, as long as it's low calorie, you did good. Um, but this is about finding foods that are really going to be satisfying to you in the moment, right? And that's, all, that's not always the same thing. Um, so starting to ask yourself that, what would be really, really delicious to me right now? Um, and bringing awareness to the taste and texture um, and just all of the sensations of that food so you can fully experience it and really take it in. Along with discovering the satisfaction factor is, you know, eliminating distractions. Um, so this is definitely an important part of this, this principle. 
All right, number seven, coping with your emotions without using food. This is a very complex principle. There's a lot that goes into this one. Um, But basically, on a very basic level, um, starting to ask yourself whether you are biologically hungry when you're craving a food. Um, And if you find that you're not biologically hungry, then starting to tune into what's going on beneath the surface that's making you want to go to food, right? Food is clearly, you know, has some reward level in your brain for, you know, comfort or soothing. There's some reason that you're seeking it out. Um, So what is going on for you? You know, what happened just before you started getting this craving for food? Um, What was your, what's your emotional state? Um, And really what's missing? What are you looking for food to fulfill for you? Um, I want to be clear that this is not something that should be a judgmental experience or anything like that. Um, it shouldn't be as if, oh crap, you know, I'm, I'm craving food and I'm not biologically hungry. I'm, I'm an emotional eater and this is a terrible thing and I'm a terrible person and I need to cut this off, right? So that's just so, that's such a harsh way to go about it. So I want you to really invite um, compassion into this, this realm. Um, as you're working with this principle. Okay, principle eight is respecting your body. (laughs) This is a big one. Um, So there's, you know, all the stuff about body positivity and body acceptance and body love and all that out there right now. Um, And of course, all that's important. But at a very basic level, respecting your body, even if at the moment, you're not happy about your body, you don't love your body, um, you have a difficult relationship to it right now, giving it care um, and respect in the form of, you know, comfortable clothing, um, you know, attending to its needs, you know, if you need some rest or you need a massage because you had a really hard, difficult workout, um, if you just need sleep, giving your body these basic needs um, and just just, yeah, showing it respect um, is so, so important. Um, Along with this goes accepting your genetic blueprint, right? So accepting that this is the body that you were given and trying to find gratitude in that, even if you're, again, struggling with this relationship. Um, And also respecting and accepting that bodies are diverse and they're not meant to look exactly the same, Um, and therefore comparison doesn't have a place for you, right? Comparison is not going to serve you, um, you and your body, but just acknowledging that bodies are going to be different, and that is okay, right? Okay, Uh, Principle nine is exercising, feeling the difference. Um, I like to refer to this as joyful movement, right? So um, rather than thinking of exercise as this thing that's going to change your body and fix your body and, you know, maybe result in weight loss or whatever, shifting your view of movement to something that is more like closer to self-care and um, something that can be really enjoyable to you. Um, and how is it going to serve you mentally and physically? So joyful movement can be, you know, going out for a walk on a lovely day or running errands because you have a bunch to get done. 
Um, it can be taking the stairs just to, you know, because you've been sitting all morning at your desk. Um, so there's so many different ways that joyful movement can look. Can look. Um, but I think, honestly, the bottom line here is not participating in exercise and movement that feels miserable to you, right? Just for the purpose of some sort of health, like external health goal. Trying to find something that is going to at least serve you in your in your physical and mental state um, both in some way okay okay and finally um, the last principle 10 is honoring your health with gentle nutrition Um, so I want to throw it out there that this is definitely the principle that should come last um, as it does in the sequence but it, it you know as I said intuitive eating is not meant to be sequential however if you start working with gentle nutrition while you're working on all the other stuff, it's going to be very easily co-opted by, you know, your diet mentality thoughts. Um, gentle nutrition is all about balance and moderation and variety and just giving your body the fuel that it needs. However, it needs to, it needs to be a focus after you've done this work with healing your relationship to food um, and, you know, really made peace with food and allowing yourself um, to have the, th- the foods that you're craving and, and all of that. Um, so especially if you're somebody who's, who's really struggled with chronic dieting and disordered eating, um, I would highly, highly recommend you um, save gentle nutrition till, for a while down your intuitive eating journey, Okay. All right, guys, so that does wrap up the 10 principles of intuitive eating, the kind of crash 20-minute course course in uh, the principles of intuitive eating. If you enjoyed this, if you're intrigued and interested by this, I really do encourage you to check out my course, um, the Introduction to Intuitive Eating course. Um, like I said, you can find the link to it in my uh, bio on Instagram, which my handle is at the intuitive RD. Um, you can also reach out to me with any questions or concerns by email. Um, you can find that on my page as well. So as always, please subscribe and rate, review. Let me know what you're thinking of the podcast so far. Um, let me know things that you would like to see in the future. Um, this is really all for you. I want to be meeting your needs um, and I want to be covering topics that, that work for you guys. So please do reach out. um, And until next time, I will see you soon. Bye-bye.